0: Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.
1: Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, February 26th. It's an action-packed week of tennis this week, folks. Three ATP events, two WTA events, top 20 players in the world in action throughout All of these events, it means you got to tune into multiple things. And, of course, that's impossible to do when you only have two eyes. So our goal here at the mini break, make that a little bit easier for you. That's why it's going to be a two-part Wednesday today. In this part, it's just going to be me steering the ship solo. Didn't want to leave you all hanging. There were a bunch of notable results on Tuesday from the professional tennis world. I know our earlier mini break today, Chris Halliores, Matt Stokowiak, and I wanted to recap the week in college tennis. But there's pro tennis to talk about as well so I'm going to do that now but before we can get into the podcast, have to give a shout out to our friends and sponsors at Diadem, Diadem Sports, on the forefront of all racket and string technology innovations going on in the game of tennis. And look, you don't have to take our words for it, take the words of the pros. So many have already turned and trusted their games to Diadem. We got the chance to talk to co-founder AJ Bartlett on the Cracked Interviews podcast. That pod should be out tomorrow for all of you to listen to, and he talks about why they think they're products at Diadem is they're different than everyone else they think they're more tailored more custom to the modern game because they come from players who experienced it players who were been out on pro uh, on the pro circuit AJ Bartlett of course uh, he played pro tennis he knows what type of racket you need that can adapt to the varying conditions the differing strings you need to accentuate your power your spin your placement whatever it may be and look we trust our friends at Diadem and they're asking you to trust them and they want to make it a little easier for you to do that they gave us a promo code CR50 for 50% off your order. So look, they're, they're so kind and being supportive of us. We ask, give them a chance. If you're not comfortable with your racket right now, not comfortable with your strings, or you just want to change things up, go give Diadem a look and go to their website, diademsports.com. And of course, we thank them for their continued support of this mini break podcast. That being said, oh, we also, of course, want to give a big thank you to all of you Patreon subscribers out there who have continued to show your trust in us, your support of us by already going and uh, contributing to that cause now. Hopefully those of you have enjoyed uh, some of the content we've been able to give to Patreon exclusively. I know uh, that we did an audio version of the Francis Tiafo article that I recently wrote for CrackRackets.com uh, If that hasn't come out, it will soon to Patreon first. And weekend mini-break in podcast form, you might have noticed if you're not a Patreon subscriber that you can only get those on YouTube now as videos. We're saving those podcasts for our Patreon subscribers only. Uh, so just to give you a little extra incentive, and again, we are so grateful to all of you out there uh, who have already given us that support, and if you haven't, you know, go give it a look, and we would appreciate at the, you know you doing that, and we can appreciate you guys listening to this now, and because you're listening, you want to hear about tennis, let's talk a little tennis, and let's start in Acapulco, because we have both a men's and a women's event going on there at the same time, and look, there were two really notable upsets on the day, and those were really, I think, the only two upsets that we're going to talk about oh no excuse me three even four maybe wow four notable five okay a bunch only one notable on the men's side four notable on the women let's knock out the women first uh look i think the most notable result on the day there clearly uh sloan stevens who just cannot f- seem to find any sort of rhythm at the start of this 2020 season. She gets knocked out once again uh, by Zarazua, uh, Zara excuse me, six four six two. 6'2". And uh, to be honest, it, it's not even surprising. I mean, you talk about this for uh, Sloane Stevens, She just Zarazua, I think, was not even top 300. Let's see where Zarazua is right now in the live rankings. You look at it. She's number 247, the 22-year-old Mexican player with the win. Um, I mean, Sloan Stevens is losing to player outside of the top 200 now. You look at what Stevens has done this season thus far. Uh, and just the law or the results she's had. She's yet to get a win this season in the four events. Four events, I believe, that she's played. Excuse me, in the three events, she no four events in Brisbane uh, in the women's single. She lost first round to Samsonova in three sets. Just for those of you who are wondering where Samsonova is at in the live rankings, she's at a career high right now. But the twenty-one year old at number one fourteen. Uh, you look at the next tournament she played in Adelaide. She uh, ended up playing Rodianova after Angelique. Kerber pulled out Rodianova right now in the live rankings. You know, she's nowhere near where, uh, where Kerber was. You look for Rodianova. Uh, she's currently at number 153 in the live rankings. So, you know, it continues to get worse. And then in the Australian Open, you know, 24 seed. She loses 6-2 in the third to Zhang. Now, that was not a bad loss. That was probably her best performance of the season. But to come here against Zarazura, 6-4, uh, Zarizua, excuse me, six four six two. I mean, it's just clear nothing's working for Sloane Stevens right now. And you just look at the statistics from this match, the results she had. I mean, it was tough uh, for Sloane Stevens. She only makes, I mean, she makes 68% of her first serve. She won 57% of those first, uh, first serve points, which isn't great. But six of 24 on the second serve points, if you're going to describe a lack of confidence in one statistic, it would be that. I mean, that's just unacceptable is a harsh word. But that's just never going to get the job done. Not ever at the WCA level. Uh, you, you just can't. That's just not going to work. And the second Zarazua could take attack. And, you know, Stevens, whose defensive tennis is maybe what got her her one grand slam. She just it's just not working right now she's not confident and you can see it's just now bleeding over into many aspects of her game there are a lot of late results last night uh, beyond Steven so let's kind of move through them fairly quickly in terms of other upsets Caroline are uh, uh, excuse me Christina McHale, six two one six six four one six six4 over Lauren Davis in an all-American matchup and another all-American matchup Caroline 6 six two six two over Arcanada Katie volley that's the young American who we've had the on our Cracked Interviews podcast after she won the San Diego Nationals last year to earn a wild card into the U.S. Open 6-2-7-6 for her over Shelby Rogers really good win for the young American Layla Fernandez the f- sensational young Canadian talent 6-4-6-1 over Stojanovic Sarah Arani 5-4 over Saribas Tormo those were the late results the other results we got during the day uh, Bondarenko in three sets over Kovic uh, Zidancic over Kalinskaya uh, Uh, And then, and then, uh, Zhu, excuse me, the number 16 over Savatska. Uh, Savatska, excuse me, you can hear me butcher all these pronunciations. I apologize. Katie Bolter, straight set winner in her return to pro action. I think her first pro win since April, a three set win for her over former Ohio State superstar Francesca DiLorenzo, 266362. And then a couple of upsets, uh, Mireya. Six, four, one six, six, two, over the number three seed Buzkova uh I mean that's obviously a fascinating um result there for Maria, who, with the win, you look at where she is at right now in the live rankings, um. Let's see where is Maria? She is currently at number ninety. Uh, so for the thirty-two-year-old, you know, just to stay inside the top one hundred, that's a big result for her there. Uh, the other upsets on the day uh, we had uh, maybe even. I mentioned that. I'd leave it all in. I mentioned the three seed, but uh, we had a one Wang knocking out another six four seven six. The number two seed Yafan Wang knocked out by Shi Yu Wang. Uh, that was a great mention. Then Venus Williams, she got to match point in that second set, but ultimately it was um, her opponent Kaja Kaja 6 four six seven six six two. Over Venus, you look at the statistics in this one for Venus. Again, the second serve just letting her down. When you can take the aggressive position against Venus, she just can't move as well as she once did, and that's obvious. She's what uh, you know. I don't want to get Venus Williams' uh, age incorrect, but you know, I think she's 39. Uh, And you're not going to move like you at at 39 like you did even at age 29, even at age 34. Um, So. Uh, not surprising that Yvonne was able to flip the script given that Venus only made 52% of her first serves during the match. Those were all the women's results, and uh, we've got another really fun day of action ahead of us in Acapulco later on that we can get to uh, in a little bit. But let's talk about the men's side first because there were some interesting results there as well. Uh, Let's let's get through really the first upset, maybe the most notable result, defending champion number six seed Nick Kyrgios uh, retiring after he loses his first First set against Hugo Umbert, 6-3 now. This was a moment that, it was just, I mean, to be honest, it just pissed me off because it was clear he was injured. I mean, he pulled out of Delray with the same injury last week, and you, know, you could just tell he was never comfortable during the match. And in the, in the crowd booed him as he was leaving. And just like, where's the class? I know Nick hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt, but come on. Like, you know he was injured. He he talked about it, and he was very animated in the press conference afterwards in response to the booing. But we're better than that. And so not much to add from the tennis standpoint. I mean, for Hugo Humbert, the young Frenchman continues his rise up the rankings with this win last night. He gets up to a career-high number 41. So, you know, he's on the precipice of that top 40 precipice of being seated at his home slam, the French Open. I'm sure that's a short-term goal for him. Uh, but that's a really good, you know, for Ugo Humbert, Hill advance now to the ma- next match, and he's got a really fun battle with fellow, uh, I suppose, next-gen player uh, Taylor Fritz, who was a 7-5-3-6-6-1 winner over John Millman. That's a really good result for Fritz, a much-needed win for him after he took a couple of losses in a row since that Australian Open. Uh, in terms of the seeds, Rafa, straight-set winner over Pablo Andujar, he looked great. Alex Vera, a little early trouble, but he righted the ship, uh, overcomes, getting broken early in that. that. That first set ends up taking it 7-6, 8-6 in the breaker, 6-1 second set there. Felix Oshir Aliassim, he keeps surviving, and I wrote a piece for Crack Rackets previewing this week's events, Um, and I said I think he could lose one of his first two matches, and it's interesting that Bovada, by the way, the betting site on gambling, has him as an underdog coming into his match against Kyle Edmond because you know the gas tank, it's not on empty, but the warning light's on, for sure, for FRA. It's one of those, hey, you may want to stop at the gas station soon. You probably got 30, 40 miles. Like, he may have another win over Kyle Edmund over uh, in him. But given the points he has to defend in Miami coming up, given Indian Wells is right on the horizon, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Felix to take a loss to Kyle Edmund tomorrow. Uh, Isner straight that winner over Misha Zverev. I don't think that surprised anyone. Grigor Dimitrov, 3-3 three and three over Zamir Zumher. Dusan Lajevic one of the most dramatic matches of my young life 676463 and the reason i say that and i try not to gamble ever on tennis it's an inherent conflict of interest i want to root for all of these players equally you know i don't want to root for any one player more than the other i want to be able to objectively analyze each of them when we try and write our pieces do our coverage here at crack rackets but Rothman sent me a spicy Parlay. And the reason I'll start with Deuce. We haven't even gotten to Doha yet, but it involved a couple of underdogs there. I believe it was uh, the it was Sasha Bublik over Ct Pass uh, taking Dan Evans as or not Dan Evans who was the other. It was Bublik over Ct Pass was the underdog. It was Benoit Per Chilish that was a match point fought off. He was an underdog, and then Jan Leonard Struff over Roberto Bautista Gute. All four underdogs. Twenty five dollar bet would pay off about twelve hundred dollars. And after the Deuce lost that first set to Stevie Johnson, and we hedged our bets, folks. Let's be clear, you do, you know, you gamble long enough, you learn the different odds, the different angles, uh, given that the first three hit, given that all the matches in Dubai, excuse me, not Doha, uh, for the men had already taken place. We were going to win no matter what, but when Dusan won that match, the thrill was real. I get it. Gam- I, I see how, you know, gambling is dangerous, folks, is what I'm trying to say, but the thrills, they're exceptional, um, and this, it, it definitely added an element uh, to this match and it, it was just a blast and so um, shout out to the Deuce for getting us over the finish line that's how you earn a nickname like the Deuce those were all the seeds I mentioned Fritz over Milman, Sun Woo Kwon the young Korean player who we seem to be bringing up so much of late here on this mini break podcast he's had a great hardcore start to his season he continues it here 6-2 2-6 6-3 over Taro Daniel and then Pedro Martinez 3-2 and two over Radu el That was all of Tuesday's results in Acapulco. Really fun matches there throughout the day. Uh, in terms of the men's side, Zverev versus Tommy Paul. That's really fun. Nadal, Miomir Kasmenovic, Kyle Edmund, FAA, Umbert, Taylor Fritz. I mean... I'm in on all of those. Uh, even Sunu Kwon versus the Deuce and Isner versus Marcos Girone. There's angles to that as well. But on the women's side, you've got great matches too. You know, another All-American affair in Caroline Dollahyde and Christina McHale, Layla Fernandez. Going to pl- take on a player in Nio Hibino who's been playing really well um, as of late. And I'm telling you folks, if you haven't seen uh, Katie Valinette's play, I mean she's the beneficiary of Sloane Stevens going out and then she's now going to get to play Renata Zarazua. Uh, you look for volley i mentioned zarazua just inside the top 50 now for katie volley nets her with her win she's up to a career high number 342 uh outdoors i mean with how solid she is and she does not come to the, to the net that often folks She is a grinder through and through at this stage in her career uh, but that's going to be a really fun match considering Zara Zura uh, thus far in her career has had most of her success on clay. Uh, so I think it, you know we're in for two hours at least uh, in that one. So that should be a really fun day of action in Acapulco. And some of it's already happened as I'm recording this, but no spoilers on this mini break. This is just to get you through that Tuesday action.
0: Daily live coverage begins Monday,
1: May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. In terms of the Doa, all of Wednesday's play has finished, but how we got to Wednesday real quick because there was a fascinating sequence of events uh, the day before you talk about it in uh, Doa and the results we got. Maria Sakari, really fun late three-set match, 3-6 drama. She was down to Martin Sova uh, in that second set, ended up coming back, taking it 7-6. Six love for her in the third, Onjabur continues her hot streak and watching the crowds respond uh, to the Tunisian player has been something uh, here during this opening stretch for her. She beat Jennifer Brady yesterday, Sneak Peek. She's also going to beat Pliskova uh, on tomorrow's podcast, but uh, really, really impressive stuff from Jabeur thus far. Muguruza continues the trend from her last two sets against Tom Janovic at the Australian Open, 6-1, 6-2, straight set winner. Pliskova did beat Bernardo Perret to set up that match with Jabur. Elena Rybika, I don't know how, but she kept surviving yesterday, five seven six two its notable, though, that today, Wednesday, she was matched up to play Ashley Barty, who was herself a straight set winner. Uh, but ultimately, Rybakina Kenna pulled out, and you can understand why. She's already played 20-plus matches uh, in this 2020 season, and she's got Indian Wells. She's got Miami on the horizon. She doesn't need to uh, expend all of that energy. She's earned a well-deserved break, and I'm sure the fans there can understand that. Uh, Belinda Benčić <coughs> excuse me she's a survivor 7-6 in the 3rd over Kudermatova, show play Putin Seva today, uh, who was a 6-2 winner in the third herself, over Mertens. Diana Yastremska knocks off Sofia Kennan, who uh, I think is still winless in WTA events since that Australian Open. 6-3, 7-6 win there for Yastremska, who I was all in on before the Australian Open. And, you know, there are a lot of young, talented players, but do not forget about the young Ukrainian. Uh, Petra Kvitova, 6-0 in the third over Suarez Navarro. Kuznetsova with a really nice 2-2 win over Iga Sviatek, uh, excuse me, Zhang, straight sets over Zvonareva, Ostapenko, one and two over Stritzkova, and then Aryna Sabalenka, really fun one as well, 7-5, 2 six, seven, 5 over Annette Conteve, I love when that Conteve, Sabalenka, uh, and then um, Sakari and in, in Vekic, that little cohort as well, which feels a little bit older than the Kenan, Osaka, and Drescu duo, but Uh, a little bit younger still than, you know, the Pliskovas and the Halops of the world. They're still in their early 20s, not their mid to late 20s. Uh, So they're a fascinating group to watch as well, and there's a lot of inner squad battles today uh, that we will talk about tonight, such as Muguruza, Yastremska, Jabur Pliskova. uh, That that mentioned that Sabalinka-Sakari match, Ostapenko-Kvitova matches. Uh, There's a lot of really fun tennis for us to discuss because uh, Doha keeps giving. I mean, you talk about all the players I named there. Those are all the players who are at the very least in, you know I think they're majority top 20 players. I mean, they're all seated here at this event, uh, or you're going to get at least one top 20 player in every match you see. Uh, so that's a that's a really fun field, and we're looking forward to that event more and more as the week goes on. Uh, that's the big action from uh, the WTA this week on the ATP side. We talked about the 500 in Acapulco. It's that you get two 500s in the same week, but that's what we have with the ATP 500 going on in Dubai. Uh, let's look at the results from yesterday. Day's action and again I mentioned the three matches that helped us hit our parlay. Bublik over her catch six two seven five. Stroof knocks off Bautista a goot six and five. That wasn't the only upset of a seed by the way, as Daniel Evans knocked off Fabio Fognini three six six four seven five. Evans phenomenal form. To kick off his season, I believe now with the wins he's gotten this weekend, he's up to 10 and 4, maybe 11 and 4 overall, he's back up to number 34 in the rankings, given that he was suspended uh, due to his off-court issues, we can leave that there, uh, that he's all the way back up to number 34 in this short of a Time period. I mean, that's exceptional stuff for him, and you know, well deserved. Uh, so great result for him again. His level just continues to be phenomenal uh, thus far, and again, it looked the part yesterday uh, when he knocked off Fabio Fognini. Uh, elsewhere, other no other seeds knocked off. Pass, straight set winner over Karreno Busta. Thought that match might be trickier than that, but it ended up. You know, Pass carries over his level well. He's showing that he can perform. A high level he can uh still produce a high level of tennis over a two week span. I mentioned that Benoit Pair match, the number eight seed two six seven five seven six over Marin Chilich. Didn't get to watch that one, but I know there was an underhand or I don't know if it was an underhand serve or there was some sort of line call involved and he ended up taking a photo of that service line after the match. Just Typical Benoit pair stuff, right? And that's what you've grown to expect from him. Uh, Basilish Vili, three set winner over Ricardo Sporancis, 6 3 in the third. Pierre Uz Herbert, as I mentioned, I think, yesterday. Schedule win for him 5 and 2 over Yoshihito Nishioka. Krainovic, three set winner over Jao Sosa, Dennis Novak, four and three over Pranesh Gunaswarin, and Yatsukaka Uchiyama, uh three six, six one, six two over Ren Lu. Uh, so that's all the results from Dubai. Last ATP event to run through real quickly are results from Santiago, uh, the ATP two fifty event going on right now in Chile. Uh, you know, pretty good results thus far through the round of 16. Nothing too crazy happening in Tuesday's action. You look at the results we got there overall on the day. No seeds going down. The three seeds in action, Lindero, Delbanes, Montiero, all winners to advance to the round of 16. Montiero, the only guy who dropped the set. Six seven six three six four 4 for him over Leonardo Mayer. Uh, some fun young winners for us. Uh, Alejandro Davidovich Volkina 2-6, over Andre Martin. Uh, we also have winners from Alejandro Toblio, 3-4 over Paulo Lorenzi, Juan Pablo Varias, 6, 4, 6 2 over Horansky, and then, of course, uh, I don't know if I said uh, Salvatore Caruso. Six two six three over Josef Kavalec. Uh So that is the Santiago action from Tuesday on Wednesday. We're gonna see our top seeds get involved in the action. Casper <laughs> Ruud taking on Toblio, Pablo Cuevas. Gonna play Olivo. Uh, I mentioned Del Bonas. I don't know if he played yesterday, but he's in action today. A lot of really fun matches. And again, you know. We've got five ATP and WTA tournaments for us throughout the week. So at all hours of the day, folks, you can find yourself some tennis. And if you don't want to pay for a stream, livestream.com backslash ATP two really fun challengers going on in Calgary and in Columbus this week in terms of the notable results we've gotten from there. Roberto Quiroz, a three set upset win for him over Andrew Harris. Those are two former college guys. Quiroz, USC, Harris, Oklahoma, uh, Not an upset, but Alex Vukic going to have another all-college battle for him in the round of 16 as he takes on Emilio Gomez. Strong Kirkheimer, the former Northwestern standout, 7-6 in the third winner over Peter Polanski in Columbus thus far in Calgary. Nothing too crazy. Nick Chappell, former TCU stud, uh, 6-4, 6-7, 6-1 over Akira Santillan, who is not had a good start to his season. Also, there was a clip going around of J.J. Wolf yesterday playing outstanding tennis. He got a three-set win in Columbus. But I'm telling you... If you want to see an outstanding piece of tennis, go watch Alex Rybakov's forehand down-the-line passing shot winner to clinch a 9-7 second set breaker on match point uh, in that second set for his first-round win over Harry Boucher of Australia. It was a really fun piece of tennis. Also really fun to see Gage Brimer of UCLA get a win at the challenger level over uh, Canadian wildcard Gabriel Diallo. Uh, So still... Good for gauge, but again, so much tennis to be monitored throughout the week. We will be back here tonight to talk about uh, our our Wednesday results and all the fun. Hopefully, we have another parlay in action. I know we do, and I'll let you know, sneak peek, it hit ah, uh, I'm not gonna tell you who hit, but, uh, uh, I'm in a good mood, folks, tennis gambling-wise, so maybe we'll start doing our lock of the day as well with Kale, we'll get him back on that train, we might make it Patreon only, and again, shout out to all of those Patreon followers out there, uh, subscribers who have been so kind and, you know, willing to support us, uh, every dollar, seriously, we, it counts, and we really appreciate it, so thank you, uh, to all of you there, I know, I believe we have a new one, John from Manhattan, who I didn't read on the list prior, but, uh, you know, Thank you, John from Manhattan. Thank you uh, to all of them out there. Uh, you know, Hopefully, I want to learn a little bit more about you guys, so maybe give us a little thing, a sentence you would like us to mention. We are going to start shouting you out on these mini breaks. Today, it's John from Manhattan. Tomorrow, it might be uh, – I'll, I'll do this one or out of the way because I know his background. Uh, he's got thicker eyebrows than I. Uh, might be the only person I know out there with more leg hair than myself. Uh, he's certainly got a bigger booty. Um, less of an ego. He would say he's more process-oriented and a little bit more diligent. I would argue I'm more naturally talented. And that, of course, is our patron, Eric Ruskin, my older brother. Thank you, Eric, for the Patreon uh, subscription. And, of course, again, shout-outs like these coming more and more in the future. As soon as I get to learn a little bit more about you, because I, I, I love you, you know, Patrick McCloggin, but I, I can't compare my legs to yours like I can Eric Ruskin. So as soon as I know more about you, expect a shout-out as well of that nature. But that'll do it for today's podcast. If you've missed anything, I referred to that Tiafo piece. I Also, this week, we had, again, the primers for those ATP. PNW day tournaments as well as a recent release of my college tennis top eight men's power rankings right now that's a segment we always do Chris Matt and I at the end of our college tennis podcast but wanted to give you guys a written version just you know some more jokes I may have left on the table for uh, from that podcast because we didn't want it to hit the hour 15 mark that I expressed in written form so be sure to go give that a look and of course for the more immediate updates throughout the day Twitter Instagram Facebook YouTube it's at Crack. Crack. it's my account at great shot pod shout out at us always to the super producers Max Flinger and Daniel Wanstuff for the of an editing job they have to do day in, day out. And you know, as we try and do more video podcasts, more writing, all these things, it's just more editing for them. So seriously, this doesn't happen without them. So shout out to those guys. But with that in mind, for our wonderful sponsors at Diadem, the promo code CR50, and AeroBar, the promo code CRACK30, for our super producers, Max Flinger and Daniel Westhoff, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, folks and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.